depending on the card you're dealt, your PTA or PTO is either an incredible asset or an incredible pain in the you-know-what, right? I was super lucky. The last school I was at down in Houston, Texas, my first and last rodeo, I had the best president ever and a super strong PTA. So, so lucky. And they made the school function well. They took care of our staff, our students. It was really an incredible resource. But that is not everybody's situation. So today, lucky for you, dear ruckus maker, I have Christina Heideck, and we talk about and have a conversation around building strong relationships with your PTA and PTO. Uh, And we also talk about, too, different ways you can show up and get your message actually heard as a school. Because honestly, unless you're, you know, listening to me and taking action on what I teach, who's really training you? on how to put your message out there effectively. You certainly didn't go to school for that. And so we're here to help in today's school leadership conversation. Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. This is Danny, Chief Ruckus Maker over at BLBS. And this show is for you, a ruckus maker, which means that you develop your mindset and skills. You challenge the status quo and you design the future of school now. And we'll be right back after a few short messages from our show sponsors. Develop your structures, systems, supports, and culture for excellent teaching and learning in every classroom for every student as a part of Leading Learning, a brand new Certificate of School Management and Leadership course from Harvard. Leading Learning runs from October 12th to November 9th, 2022. Apply by September 30th. Enroll by October 6th. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Teachers use TeachFX to record a lesson and automatically get personalized insights into their classroom conversation patterns and teaching practices. See TeachFX for yourself and learn about special partnership options for ruckus makers at teachfx.com slash BL. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. Hello, Ruckus Makers. Today I'm joined by Christina Heideck, a recovering attorney and current professional organizer and certified PTO volunteer nerd. She founded PTO Answers five years ago to help empower parents to improve their child's educational experience and school community through PTA, PTO involvement. She's been an active PTO leader for the past 12 years and hosts a vibrant 7,500 plus member PTA, PTO Superstar Leaders Facebook group. When she's not volunteering, You can find her in her garden, cheering on her boys at their hockey games or walking the family dogs. Christina, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm so excited to be here with you today. Yes, it is. It's good to be here with you. And uh, I want to jump right in and start start with a story about being a solution. And so often people are, are really good at, right, identifying all the problems, all the ways that things aren't working, but uh, rarely do they come with a solution as well. 
And that helped you build a pretty strong relationship with a superintendent. Would you share that story? Sure, sure. And I guess one of my things is, I guess the reason why I'm um, a PTO nerd is that I always see, I often see, shouldn't say always, I often see solutions and bring those to people. And so that's why I'm part of the reason why I'm so involved. So in this particular issue, I was noticing that the language that the uh, school district was using in social media posts was very dry, boring, old school, AP format, um, just not what you need on social media at all. And so I said, I mentioned something to the superintendent. We had already established a relationship because I took part in the strategic planning process that the district had gone through. So we, I kind of laid the groundwork there for being able to approach her with ideas and, and um, point out problems with solutions. And so I said the I just didn't think that people were paying attention to the messages that were being posted on, on social media. And I was like, that's the whole point of social media is to get the attention. And I, I was like, I just think the language needs to be jazzier. So she set up an appointment because she's like, jazzier, let's explore this. So she set up an appointment with like the district PR guy and um, other interested parties like who were on the inside of the employed by the district. And I came in and she's like, okay, let's talk about this. So I, she's like, what do you mean by jazzier? And then, so I gave her some examples and, and she's like, well, we're in the PR guy was like, well, we're following the like MLA or AP format or some very like specific journalistic format. And I said, well, that that's great, but that's not what's needed on social media. Parents are going to, their eyes are going to glaze right on over and they're not even going to realize they're not going to pay attention. So what's the whole point of saying it if it's not going to be looked at? So yeah, then after that, I noticed that the superintendent was like, I love the concept of jazzier. She goes, I get what you're trying to say. I got like the energy behind it. And so the district actually did step up their um, wording. Can you hear my dogs in the background? They just, they were sleeping and now they're not. <laughs> yeah, but we, you know, we love, we love dogs at uh, Better Leaders, Better Schools. Alba has now joined us on, on the uh, puppy bed, her puppy bed. And, okay. So it's okay. Well, and yeah, ruckus okay. makers love dogs Okay. Too. Well, they are, they are ruckus makers themselves. So, okay. <laughs> Apologies. There's no worries. They're, they're young and uh, playful and yeah, have no off yeah. buttons. So anyway, that that's just one example of, of when I took what I, what I saw was a problem and then came up with a solution. So it wasn't just like saying the social media posts kind of suck. You know, I said they need to be, they could be improved and here's how, here's just one way. And many times I've gone to my superintendent with ideas and in my capacity as both a PTO leader and also a parent, and now when she is on her way to work, she drives down my street. And if I'm out, she'll stop and we'll have a chit chat. So it's kind of really special to have that kind of a relationship with a superintendent. And I, because I'm not an employee of the district, yeah. uh, but she just sees me and we have that kind of rapport and, you know, it, I don't know. This is really, it's really great. Yeah. It sounds great. I want to talk to you about jazzy messages in a second. And of course, for the listeners, I am doing uh, jazz hands too. So oh. just a, I hope people, f they can feel it. Right. But, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we talked about the dogs. And so like, I actually want to ask you a question about them because when we're thinking about uh, how we show up in the messages we, we tell something I really coach and encourage uh, principals I work with 
is that you're a 3D character, right? You're not just this one-dimensional or two-dimensional only school leader. There's more to you than just what you do at school. And I, I encourage and challenge them to show their community, right? To open up, to be a little bit uh, vulnerable, right? In an appropriate way, because people will fall in love with you as a leader, right? Especially when they know that you are a, a fully um, developed human being. Right. So two two little pups, right? Mm-hmm. What what are their names and what kind of dogs do you have? I just, I'm very curious. Yeah. Well, we are in crazy town right now because- Crazy um, town. Crazy down. So welcome. Um, we have a 10 month old golden retriever, Russell, mm. and then a three month old, uh, Labrador retriever. Uh, his name is Jack. So we had an older dog, Pepper, who, um, got sick in the spring um, and we had to say goodbye to, and Russell yeah. was very depressed. Mm. And so was pulling out his hair, very anxious. And so we thought, Oh, sure. Let's get him a dog. <laughs> right. So actually it has been, a, it has been a good thing. Um, Cause his, he's been happier. And you know, when members of your family are happy, then it allows, it eventually frees up time for you. Cause happy people, make for happy life. So that's, it's kind of the mantra. I actually, just to pull it back into the school theme, it's kind of the mantra of like why I got involved as a PTO leader and to kind of begin with, because I recognize that I want, of course you want your kids to be happy. So I thought, well, what's one way I can make them happy? Oh, I can make their, the adult that they're spending most of the school day, you know, with, um, and the majority of the day, actually, they're spending with the teacher. So how about I make the teacher happy? Because happy teachers make for happy kids, which make for happy parents. Exactly. So um, there is an altruistic motivation, too. But primarily, I'm doing it for my kids. So Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. But you're helping out a lot of people's kids as a result. You know, I, I, uh, I also challenge ruckus makers I work with to... Uh, be a teacher first principal, and that's not to ignore the kids, but the same. I believe the same thing, right? If you yeah. really pour into and, and take care of the adults in the building, they're going to have an abundance of compassion and energy and patience and excitement that will then translate to a very positive classroom experience. So yeah, my pup is Alba. She's an Australian Labradoodle. She's on a luxurious puppy bed right now that oh. my wife picked up. <laughs> and it's like her favorite place to be while recording. So oh. um, yeah, just love love hearing a little bit about the dogs. And people love to hear about it as well. So again, Ruckus oh, Maker well, listening. <laughs> yeah, if you have dogs, if you have puppies, you know, if you have uh, your little kids, Tell your community about the fun things that are, are going on. Alba makes it into every Sunday weekend resource. And it's funny because I get emails from people who subscribe to that saying, I knew Alba would be a star one day, right? And that's right. because like every week I'm, I'm sharing something about her. So it's, right. really, it's really funny. All right. So jazzy messages. This is important, especially for the ruckus maker listening, Christina, because, you know, we, we don't go to school, right, on how to effectively use social media, or even how to effectively communicate, you know, and uh, we are trained well academically, but that's not necessarily an effective way to spread ideas, to communicate vision and values and the great stuff happening in the school. So give us, give us more in terms of the, the jazzier that you're talking about. So things that actionably, right, the listener can take and put into practice tomorrow. Right. So I guess this all came about from the fact that I realized that really the game for schools have changed or Mm -hmm. the game has changed. Um, No more is it 
there's a community school and you send your kids there. No, you have like charter schools and private schools and religious schools and all sorts of stuff. And so especially my kids go to a private or go to a public school rather. And the game has changed most drastically for public school leaders and, and for public school districts because they need to really be selling their school. It's not just that you're going to worry about, you know, educating the kids and coming up with a curriculum and all that kind of stuff. No, you have to go and sell your school to get your kids, get the community kids to come to your school. And so when I talk about jazzier language, this, here's a concrete example. And this is the one I think I gave um, to the superintendent and helped her understand. So there was a Facebook post and it said, the South Euclid Lindhurst School District is uh, would like to congratulate, you know, student A, student B, student C for their selection of, of this honor following their participation in the regional chess competition or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's really boring. Like we're so I, I, having the school first, people like tune out rather than mm -hmm. I, my suggestion was, oh my goodness, congratulations to student A, B, and C. They are such rock stars at chess. They were acknowledged with this honor, something like that. Like we don't need to start off every social media post with the South Euclid Lindhurst School District is happy yeah. or proud. It's just like, wah, 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 wah. it's like you need to get away from the Charlie Brown speak and into how this is something to be excited about. These kids did something fantastic and had skill, devotion, you know, interest in excelling in this particular field. And that's what we're excited about. We're not excited right, right. about the school district being excited. So I'm um, just flipping it like that. Yeah. And using, using better words, dragging out that thesaurus and, and figuring out, you know, different word, different words to say the same thing. So that it's not so monotonous. Sure. And yeah, correct me if I'm wrong or if you agree, disagree, but, you know, I think one of the ways to simply say it too is, you know, make the students, make the staff, right? The people, the heroes of the post and that kind of thing. They're going to see that it's whatever district posting. You don't need to say, sure. you know, we proudly present like they know, they know it's you. So yeah, that's a fantastic point that they, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Make them the hero of the story. Awesome. Make them the focus. Yeah. So, so another uh, question, Christine, I'd love to ask you about is, you know, there's there's people leaving districts and you already talked about, right, the competition. And yeah, ruckus maker, if you don't already understand it, you're, you're actually in a sales position as principal because you're selling your school to the community. And it doesn't matter if you're public, private, independent, mm -hmm. charter, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some some districts uh, are losing out on students and that kind of thing. And you believe, you know, that a PTA or a PTO can help with that. And, and so what does that look like? So I think PTAs and PTOs are able to say things that the school district cannot um, in my in, in ways that the school district cannot. So in my school district, like I said, it's a public school district and we have a very economically diverse as well as um, like an, we're just a very diverse uh, racially economically, all, all that good stuff. We're very diverse. And what happens in our community is a lot of the, um, there's like a section of the, of the population that gets pulled out and gone, they go to private school or to religious schools. And part of that is race motivated, where it, it's, 
the majority, our, our school is majority black students and the white kids tend, tend to get pulled because of racism. And that's something the school district can't say that. <laughs> they can't even come close to saying that. Yeah, right. But as a parent, I can acknowledge that. And I can say, you know, like use less coded language, I guess. Um, if a school district would come out and say that, can you imagine? I, I just, can't, they'd be fired. There'd be especially in today's climate. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when I first recognized this, this was, you know, six years ago, which, or maybe even seven years, well, maybe even further back. Um, Cause I kind of picked up on what was going down pretty early in my school district. Um, Cause as kids moved from the lower elementary schools and then merged up into the upper elementary school where all of the, there were three lowers from different parts of the city actually two cities because we're two cities that are joined together then that was a point where people left and then as they went up to the junior high that was a point when people left so it was kind of interesting to see where the exit <laughs> ramps were for people because they were quite regular um but anyways in my conversations with the superintendent and other even like the school principals that I've come to know you know we've had this conversation like this is the problem this is why parents are leaving because of this, and it's like calling, calling that out and not being afraid to call that out for, from parents. Cause parents can say things like have conversations at the pool over the summer. Hey, did you hear about this? And, um, one issue that in particular, my school district was having was that things that had happened over a decade ago were being retold in, co in conversations in the community as if they had just happened. And so having a knowledgeable PTA volunteer because it's in our interest to keep more parents in the district so that we have helpers and more involved parents and all that good stuff. Um, so you have a larger base to start with, but then we also don't want falsehoods being spread. So we would be able to say like, that's, that's not true. Or that did happen. You're right. But that was eight years ago and there's totally new administration in there and they've put in protocols to make sure that wouldn't happen again. Right. So having that, like that circuit breaker, it's an additional layer. It's a tool that school districts can use um, or partner with really to effectuate the same goals because PT and PTO leaders at the end of the day, just want to have a strong school district, just want to have a strong school. That's why they're doing it. Um, that's why they're involved. That's why they're giving their time in schools. So there's a lot of common um, goals Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Christina, you know, if I had a really great experience with my last uh, PTA president, but mm -hmm. that's not everybody's experience. Nope. And so if, if I was a school leader that had negative experiences and maybe a number of them with former PTAs and PTOs, you know, how, how could they potentially approach revamping or resetting or starting a new relationship with that PTA or PTO? I would seek to build a relationship with the PTO president. And sometimes you're going to get bad leaders who are in it for the wrong reason, have been talked into doing it, but don't really want to do it. They feel resentful. Maybe they just have, maybe they wanted to do it, but then they had their dad got sick and now they're caring for both their kids and their parents or lost their job, got a divorce, you name it. Something's happened so that, that they're not as willing and able to be a good leader um, you might have to wait that person out because <laughs> sometimes that'll happen. But I would say, like, look for parents you do want to work with and establish relationships with them and build them up as leaders so that they could step into leadership positions 
down the road. Because sometimes you just have to play the hand you're dealt and sometimes it's a bad hand, uh, but you can change your hand by developing those leaders. Because a lot of times parents are resistant to step up because they lack the confidence that they will do a good job. And so a lot of what I will tell members of my Facebook group, a lot of times they just need to be told like, you can do this. And they're like, well, I don't know enough. It's like, yeah, I didn't know enough either. That doesn't matter. You know enough now and you'll learn as you go. And no one is expecting you to have all the answers either. So that's a common um, misconception among parent leaders that they're afraid they're going to make a mistake. And it's like, yeah, you're probably going to make a mistake. Is it going to be a fatal mistake? No, you're not going to burn down the school. <laughs> Hopefully you're not going to kill the PTO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unplugged that nacho machine, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I, I really believe strongly in relationship building. Uh, even when I've encountered, uh, I've been a leader long enough and have been through established principles, newer principles, newer to the district principles, you know, I've had my share of good and bad. And I always try and work with them, even if they're not like a great principal, even if I can see that they're going to be transferred (laughs) or the contract is not going to be renewed. Because again, you got to play, play the hand you're dealt and, and make the best of it. I think that a lot of issues come with PTAs and PTOs when people aren't following rules when they're not clear on what the rules are. So especially weaker leaders won't recognize the need for rules. They'll um, just want to make things up that suit them. So if I was um, a building leader, I would suggest asking for a copy of the group's bylaws and standing rules and starting there, because that's a good place to get everybody literally on the same page. And if the rules haven't been updated in a while, work with the group to update them, get them current. They should be living, breathing documents that are guiding decisions on a day-to-day basis for PTAs and PTOs. And I found when groups go off the track, they don't even have like their set, maybe was their, their set of governing documents was set up or was last updated 30 years ago. Mm. You know, that's not going to help. So I think that can kind of rein in a lot of leaders who are not good team players But I wouldn't, I think one of the mistakes I've heard from other members of my Facebook group is that the principal just gets tired of it. And so they just go, we're shutting this down. And while that might be good in the short term, in the long term, that's going to come around to really be a deficit. And I think it's more harm than good. Got it. Well, Christina, I'm really appreciating these expert insights into how PTAs and PTOs operate and how principals can build strong relationships with these organizations. We're going to pause here just for a second to get in some messages from our sponsors. And when we come back, I'd love to hear about why it's important to say something like, I'm going to look for you on Tuesday. Develop your structures, systems, supports, and culture for excellent teaching and learning in every classroom for every student as part of leading learning a brand new certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Topics include aligning systems with instructional vision, creating structures for your students' academic and character development, developing your teachers, navigating change, and more. Leading Learning runs from October 12th to November 9th, 2022. Apply by September 30th. Enroll by October 6th. 
Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Hey, Ruckus Maker. TeachFX has been an incredible sponsor over the years, and they do great work helping educators be mindful and reflective about how their talk, right, and how much talk they have in a classroom impacts student learning. Now, don't just take it from me that TeachFX is awesome, and it surely is, but check out what some real educators have to say about using TeachFX in the classroom. Overall, TeachFX is great at helping me become a more reflective teacher and continuing to build my lessons based on what the students need. I will be the teacher I want to be when I'm a, like no longer a teacher and I'm truly just a facilitator of class. Mm-hmm. And I think that TeachFX is a tool that will allow me to get there more so than like any other tool I've used. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. And we're back with Christina Heideck, who has founded PTO Answers. And we're talking all about PTAs, PTOs today. There was a, a, a phrase, right? I'm going to look for you on Tuesday that was especially powerful in your experience. And can you unpack like why that's such a meaningful phrase to use? Sure. Now that can come across two different ways because you said it kind of low and drawn out, which I was like, ooh, kind of creepy, Dan. Uh-oh. <laughs> I usually say it in a joking uh, way. So that phrase has been something that I have used time and time again to be um, an engaging, charming person that people want to hang out with and also create some expectation that I'm going to see people at the PTO meeting on Tuesday or the event that I need some help with. When you kind of are, it, it's kind of both welcoming and also telling them what to do at the same time but in a nice way. So when I say it, I'll say, hey, Susie, I'm going to see you there on Tuesday, right? Now that sounds not stalkerish at all. That sounds like I'm excited for you to come join me, Susie. And I'm going to be looking for you there. And hopefully I've created a connection with Susie so that she is going to come join me. Just, I was going to say that just a tactic I've used to get people involved at different levels. And I think, I mean, it's just a, it's just communicating, right? That you'd love for them to participate. You're excited about them to be there. They have value to add, right? Am I getting it correctly? That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Awesome. And any ideas? I think my last question before I get to the final few that I ask all my guests, any, any other insights in terms of the ruckus maker listening, increasing parent involvement? I would say look for opportunities to partner with your PTA and PTO to bring parents together and that uh, look for ways to eliminate competition so that, cause you guys should really have like very similar goals and be working for similar things. And that involves some planning. So I would definitely be planning events together. And like I said, just establishing those relationships with people, uh, with parents in the building because if you, if you have that relationship, and as you said earlier, if you're not just a two-dimensional person, like, for example, when my superintendent comes down the road, I go, how are your grandbabies? Because she 
had one very, a new grandbaby arrived just very recently. And so it was nice to have that connection with her. And she goes, Oh, that's nice of you to ask, you know, and, and it just builds a rapport that you're unable to get otherwise. Um, so that would be my biggest tip on that. For that. So let's say Christine, you can put a message on all school marquees around the world for a single day. What would your message read? Be kind. Be kind. Real, real simple. And it's because you never know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should just be kind to them because people have um, a lot going on. And if we were more in tune with that and gave people some grace and said, you know what, they might be going through something rough and not saying they're out to get me or make my life difficult. <laughs> right. that, cha- that changes the narrative, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't remember the quote uh, where it comes from, but the gist is basically, you know, there's somebody that you're frustrated with. You might even consider them like an enemy, right? Or or something like that. Uh, But if you really knew what they were going through, your perspective would completely change, you know? So I think that's what you're talking about. Okay. And Christina, if you were building your dream school, right? You had no limitations in terms of resources. The only limitation was actually your imagination, how would you build your dream school? What would be the three guiding principles? Oh, three guiding principles. Ooh. Well, first I'd want to make sure there's adequate connectivity <laughs> throughout the building. Yeah. So, because in today's age, you have all sorts of needs for streaming this and streaming that. And it's a shame when you can't connect somewhere in the building. Um, I would also carve out spaces for parent involvement. So like a PTA or PTO office, uh, would be an absolute necessity. It would also, it would, dem- that would demonstrate that the parent organization is valued and respected and appreciated and a part of the school and also communicate some of those joint goals that it's important to have involvement and all that, all that good stuff. Oh, and the third one, I guess adequate funding. So I'd put in a cash machine. <laughs> So that a cash machine so that um, schools can just hit. So teachers wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't have to draw from their own finances and their own pocketbook to fill their classroom with what they needed. And principals wouldn't have to, you know, make the hard decisions on what programs to fund or who gets what in what classroom. And that PTAs and PTOs would be able to bring in wonderful assemblies and programs for their, for the students. Awesome. We've covered a lot of ground, Christina. So of everything we talked about today, what would you say is the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? I think that parents who are involved in PTA and PTO really are trying to make the school a better place. And that, yeah, I guess that they're really, at the end of the day, they're just trying to make it a better place and that not to discount and to try and work with them as much as possible. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at Better Leaders, 
betterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Thank you.